My main concern is Flippy. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is September 18th. 2020. This is episode 244, and today, Demon Cyborg Beast. And I'm never going to give you up, but I am your best buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we love Jesus, we love you, we even love our enemies, but we will expose the wiles of the devil. (laughs) Talking about the news from tomorrow. Brought to you today, coming from a biblical worldview. We're live on a bunch of different platforms that don't like us being live. And uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome back. Preach it. Preach it, Gonzo. Yep. Doing it. Okay. Any uh, interesting, fun updates from uh, last since last episode? Since last episode. Monday. No, no it was Wednesday. Nope. Wednesday. I have no idea what day it is. Yeah, time is a flat upside down circle for you. So yeah, it's I continue to whiz through the time portal that is 2020. I never know what day it is, but uh, but we're here. We made it. Yep. Um, let's see. My cats, as you've heard, have been running amok, literally <laughs> yeah. destroying everything around me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think when I was out running errands, they may have snuck some catnip or something. These little rascals. So hopefully if I s- suddenly scream out in pain, it's because once again, they thought it was a good idea to use those those darling little razor sharp claws of theirs to come give me a hug. Yeah. Um, I, I got to hear some of uh, behind the scenes, Basil yelling at his cats and whew. Man, yeah, that's uh, they're on my nerves. They're uh, they're on their they're getting, there's going to be some timeouts soon if they don't uh, <laughs> act like the respectable felines that uh, I raised them to be. Yes, um, is your audition running? Mm, that is a great question. Yep, we're Excellent. recording. We actually get to record a show today, guys. Good, so just making sure. Real deal. Uh, before. We are- professionals yeah we well we try to be we're not exactly <laughs> but we try to be so first thing that i just wanted to mention off the top hear the mm-hmm. watchman igniting the fire the ultimate solution virtual conference september 25th through the 27th and if you uh if you type in shimura 2020 i think Ooh. or shimura 20 maybe shimura 20 into the uh the what is it discount code or whatever you can get I think 20% off or something like that. So cool. If you're interested, check it out. Uh, a bunch of us presenting virtually. Actually, I already recorded mine, so it'll be a recorded version. But uh, so, yep, just wanted to mention that at the top. And there's also going to be a physical conference in Orange County, November 5th through the 8th at the Hilton Irvine, Orange County Airport. Um, again, hearthewatchman.com for all the details. Wanted to mention that. And, um, and also, uh, did you want to talk about these t-shirts real quick, Basil, or did you want to wait till the break to, to bring that up? Because I think it's something hmm. kind of, you know, just, just to sort of throw out the, uh, value. Let's for talk value about it model. at the break. You want to yeah, do it at the break? Okay. Let's do it. Cause it's uh, connected to the value for value model. All right. We'll just sounds talk good. About it there. Perfect. Um, okay. So let's get into the show. Gons. We'll start out with a flippy update. 
Sleepy update. Do you want fries with that? Alrighty, folks. If this is your first show, let me lay it down for you. Flippy is uh, our name that we, the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. And we use talking about Flippy as a proxy conversation to talk about how robotics and artificial intelligence uh, are making leaps and bounds and slithering into our daily lives. And we might not even be noticing it. Yes. Um, So today uh, you found this great new website called unite.ai, a great source for all sorts of artificial intelligence and robotics uh, information. And today we're coming with an article uh, from unite.ai the headline is researchers use robotic fish to explore quote behavioral teleporting and the article reads as such researchers from the nyu tandon school of engineering are working on a new approach called behavioral teleporting which could lead to more in-depth understanding of social behavior interactions between invasive and native species predator prey relationships as well as better human robot interfaces Now, first, right off the bat, because I don't want to I don't want to get it twisted. I love this. They are comparing the relationships between invasive species and native species, predator and prey and human and robots. (laughs) 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 It's a terrifying uh, comparisons to make, but let's continue. The team of researchers was led by Maurizio Porfiri, Institute professor at NYU Tandon. The research was published in the Cell Press Journal iScience, titled, quote, Behavioral Teleporting of Individual Ethograms onto Inanimate Robots, colon, Experiments on Social Interactions in live zebrafish. The new system called behavioral teleporting is the transfer of the complete inventory of behaviors and actions of a live organism onto a remotely located robotic replica. For the researchers' work, a live zebrafish was the basis, which allowed them to independently manipulate and understand social interactions in real time. The team first constructed a setup of two separate aquatic tanks, each containing one fish and one robotic replica within each tank the live fish swam with the robotic replica which was replicating and matching the morphology and locometry pattern of the live fish in the other tank which is a really complicated way of (laughs) saying they created robotic fish avatars um, and they had two tanks and there was a live fish uh, swimming around but also that live fish was controlling a robotic fish in the other tank. Um, so, you know, you've got a live fish and a robot in one tank and uh, being controlled by the other live fish. Wow. Kind of confusing, but we're getting there. The researchers relied on an automated tracking system to score the locometry patterns of the live fish. locometry is just another word for movement um, which were used to control the robotic replica in the other tank through an external manipulator because of this system the complete ethogram of each fish was able to be transferred across tanks in just a fraction of a second 
This system created an interaction between two remotely located live animals through the use of robotics. With the capacity to independently control the morphology of the robots, the team set out to explore connections between appearance and movements in social behavior. The replica teleported the fish motion with a 95% accuracy rate in almost all trials with a maximum time lag of less than two-tenths of a second. In some of Porfiri's previous work, he was able to demonstrate robots as successful behavior models for zebrafish with schools of zebrafish following their robotic counterparts. Quote, in humans, social behavior unfolds in actions, habits, and practices that ultimately define our individual life and our society said Simon Macri of the Center of Behavioral Sciences and Mental Health, Instituto Superiore di Sanita in Rome. Quote, these depend on complex processes mediated by individual traits, baldness, height, voice pitch, and outfit, for example, and behavioral feedback, vectors that are often difficult to isolate. This new approach demonstrates that we can isolate influences on the quality of social interaction and determine which visual features really matter. One of the team's findings came from experiments on leader-slash-follower roles between large and small fish. In the experiments, a large fish swam with a small replica that mirrored the behavior of a small fish in the other tank. The team was surprised to find that the smaller fish led the interactions rather than the larger one. Ooh... Uh, human uses. This system could be used for human interactions in the future, and the possibilities are endless. One such possibility is closed loop teleporting where robots would act as proxies of people. Mart Karakaya, a PhD candidate in the Department of Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering at NYU Tandon, detailed one of the most exciting possibilities of the system. Quote, one example would be the colonies on Mars. No, the colonies on Mars. The extant colonies, uh, where experts from Earth could use humanoid robots as an extension of themselves to interact with the environment and people there, he said. This would provide easier and more accurate medical examination, improve human contact, and reduce isolation. Detailed studies on the behavioral and psychological effects of these proxies must be completed to better understand how these techniques can be implemented into daily life. The research was supported by the National Science Foundation, the National Institute on Drug Abuse mm. and the Office of Behavioral and Social Sciences Research. So, Gantz, if you're following this, basically they have this new, uh, well, there's this new term, behavioral teleporting, which is kind of a fancy fun term. You know, it's got teleporting in there. But instead of teleporting an actual individual's body, what they're doing is teleporting their behavior into a robotic counterpart. We're basically talking about avatars here, robotic robotic avatars. Um, But... Uh, a real focus on how a robotic avatar can accurately uh, be a proxy for, uh, you know, an individual human in cases like, uh, you know, the colonies on Mars, where, you know, if you need a doctor instead of uh, sending a doctor on the three month space flight up to Mars, they can just control a, uh, a robotic avatar and interact with people and 
essentially, um, you know, I mean, the behavioral teleporting is a fun term, uh, but it's also, it's kind of a weird, deep sort of philosophical idea, um, trying to, you know, and which ends in normalizing, uh, human robotic relationships. Yeah. 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 You know, we used to talk a long time ago or not used to, but we brought up this concept of the sentient world simulation. This was back yes. in 2012 when we first started CanaryCryRadio.com uh, and the podcast there. But this is pretty much that, except instead of just like a virtual version, there's mm-hmm. like a literal physical robot that's totally. mimicking what's happening in the other bowl. And, yeah. Uh, so in the end, you could, you know, be where you are. And if you have, you know, let's just say if you're a business person and you got to do business in China or whatever, instead of flying all the way to China, you just kind of log in and uh, take control of your robotic self in China and go to some business meetings, baby, much better than Zoom. <laughs> and uh, this is especially relevant in the world of uh, coronavirus. I mean, yeah. if you take this out logically, if we all had uh, a robotic proxy that we could control from our own home, if it was realistic enough and didn't have, you know, all sorts of, uh, you know, if they perfected the system, then we would all just stay in our homes. And if we wanted to go run errands or do something or hang out with friends, we just log into our robot and travel around that way. Yeah, uh, Brenda Seals in the chat there on YouTube mm-hmm. said that they're normalizing astral projection, and yeah. kind of, yeah, in in a, in a certain like way, it, they're basically uh, doing what uh, astral proje- projection suggests is doing. It's, it's basically like a, taking your yeah all your uh, attributes, a facsimile, yeah. yeah, a facsimile of a- astral projection, right? And uh, you know, at the at the higher levels, if they're able to do this with not just like robots on the other end, but biological robots then uh then we start talking about quote unquote consciousness transfer and that kind of stuff where you know we're, we know the elite are trying to do that for a long time anyway right and um and then and then you know and then we'll figure out what's really going on with joe biden which is uh <laughs> Hillary. he might if he if he shows up to uh some debates or something it might be biden and his uh you know controlling his robo body well he did his town hall last night and he was up there for quite a while yeah, uh he, doing he it he needs some robotic help i think he started that. yeah he was he was probably on like tons of crack but then you know just <laughs> that just brought him to normal levels it's a common practice. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, they they shoot these po- old old politicians up with all sorts of stuff. I know. Speaking of uh, old politicians and hairy legs, Joe Biden, we have a few updates here. Okay. Did you know that uh, hairy legs Joe Biden is a prophet? According to Twitter, back on October 25th, 2019, Joe Mm -hmm. Biden retweeted the Washington Post that said, none of these 195 countries, the U.S. included, is fully prepared for a pandemic, report says WAPO. Uh, And then he he retweeted that and said, we are not prepared for a pandemic. Trump has rolled back progress. President Obama and I made to strengthen global health security. We Mm. need leadership that builds public trust focuses on real threats and mobilizes the world to stop outbreaks before they reach our shores. Prophet Biden uh, 
telling us how it's going to be back in October of 2019. Oh my God. This is the kind of thing along with event 201 and all of that stuff. uh, And Fauci in 2017 saying like, uh, you know, uh, they're good. There's definitely going to be an outbreak in this administration. And specifically naming coronavirus in a couple of cases. Yeah. That's the kind of thing where, where you just go, okay, they, they planned this, this for a long time. It was in the cards and they, pulled it out and mm-hmm. and did it. So there you go. Just a, a quick uh, short update on that. But also, did you know that uh, a couple of shamans or shamans, I don't know, shamans, sure. shamans, they uh, predicted the election. Demonic power. Ooh. And this is uh, according to HuffPost.com. Peruvian shamans use uh, ancestral ritual to predict winter, uh, winner, winner of U.S. election. And I thought this article was kind of funny. Let me run through it real quickly here with incense, smoke, flowers and photos of President Donald Trump and Democratic rival Joe Biden. Peruvian shamans performed an ancestral ritual on Wednesday for the U.S. elections. But there was a little uh, but there was little agreement about who would win on the uh, or the November 3rd ballot chanting and blowing a traditional Andean shell instrument. The shamans dressed in multicolored garb, invoking the. Pacamama? Is that what it is? Pacamama? Or Mother Earth for the U.S. vote to take place in peace without attacks or any witchcraft between the rivals. I think it's too late for that one. Uh, (laughs) Shaman teacher Anna Maria Simeon during the ritual held in a low-lit room of an old building in downtown Lima said she was in favor of Biden. Quote, that is why we are cleansing him. We have seen what they are attacking him with witchcraft. Or that we have seen that they are attacking him with witchcraft, with a black doll, with a voodoo doll. They are shadowing his uh, shadowing to remove him, said the shaman with necklaces wrapped around her neck, which I thought was they. I don't know. They, but also to remove him, like remove him from the the, (laughs) The the candidacy or. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. During the ritual, the shamans dressed in Indian ponchos and cloaks rubbed uh, medicinal plants, fruits, and even a live snake on photos oh. of Democratic oh, candidate Biden and Republican Trump. According to Reuters Ipsos poll on Wednesday, Biden leads Trump nationally among the U.S. blah, blah, blah. Quote, good energies to Mr. Donald Trump, said the master shaman Pablo Torres, carrying Whoa. the snake on one of his shoulders after squirting a strange liquid from his mouth onto the image of Trump. What in quote? I don't know. Quote. Why? Because he is deserving. He needs good energies, good vibes from his followers. He said, we are supporters of the gentleman. He will win. He is a winner. So there. (laughs) Wow. Some partisan shamans. Partisan shamans, which sort of blows up the whole thing. I think I I don't think the whole shaman industry seem very shamanisty to me <laughs> no but also i think i think it's pretty funny that the uh of course the I, i'm i'm guessing yeah anna maria simeon sounds like a female is in favor of biden and pablo torres the male is in front mm. of is uh, in favor of trump and he talks kind of like trump you know he's deserving good energies good vibes he's from his followers we are supporters of the gentleman. He will win. He's a winner. You know, he just sounds kind of Trumpian. Uh, yeah. But there you go. Kind of weird. I, the, you know, it, well, it's weird because it was, you know, the headline or at least the, the log line of that was that they were predicting 
uh, yeah. trying to make predictions about the campaign where it just sounds like they were kind of having a shaman battle over, <laughs> you know, who can do the best blessing or something. A shaman off. I, I didn't hear to <laughs> shaman off. Sounds like a Russian oligarch family or something. Oh, this is our um, exit strategy. A new show called Shamanoff. <laughs> Shamanoff. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't sound like a lot of predicting. Sounds like a lot of, uh, you know, tr- uh, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> it's like their own little competition. Shamanoff. Shamanoff. And also, uh, yeah, I don't know what the all the stuff they're doing, you know, rubbing snakes and spitting on yeah. pictures. And yeah, yeah good, pretty weird. Good fun or demonic power. That's right. Yep. Okay. Moving on here. We have a, oh, I think I forgot to uh, look for this jingle, which was basically, oh no, I have it. (laughs) Oh, I forgot that it was a longer version. The long version. The full version. NBCnews.com fraudsters steal millions from unemployment coffers, adding to pain of those still waiting for benefits. We knew it happened. Yep, yep, yep. And it says here over $1 billion in unemployment aid is being threatened by fraud and schemes ranging from lying about personal income to sophisticated cybercrime, state and federal officials told NBC News. The main target, pandemic unemployment assistance. The widespread fraud is plaguing unemployment systems nationwide, hampering states' efforts uh, to get money into the right hands. The U.S. Secret Service has launched over 500 investigations in 40 states as part of a multi-agency effort to protect taxpayer dollars. The Secret Service? That's interesting. Yeah, they're really getting in there. But uh, And I won't go through the whole article here, but number one, this was expected. Uh, number two, I think this type of story here is what is uh, part of the Hegelian dialectic to uh, bust, out, bust out the Bitcoins and all the blockchain digital money. Mm, yeah, the, well, the digital dollar now scheduled to come out in January. Yeah, yeah, it was and part the of whole... the uh, original uh, stimulus bill, uh, but it was taken out because, you know, everybody doesn't, you know, nobody likes Nancy Pelosi and, <laughs> you know, she, she mentioned it. So, of course, everyone's like, no, we can't do that. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is an important story because a lot of people are not getting their stimulus checks. And, you know, if you were following the Face Like the Sun channel, I had talked about and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people that have been talking about this Fed app uh, or some kind of direct um, a, a financial app that would be tied to our social security numbers. Right. So that they want to run it through the post office. Yeah, the post office. But also, uh, yeah, so there's going to be like local type of currencies that can you know be built on top of some kind of digital dollar, which would be very interesting. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of uh, important things to keep in mind here because uh, some of those things are coming right at us, and and it's part of the story. This next story here that has to do with Bitcoin. Bitcoin go to moon, and this was published on Forbes.com. Cracking landlocked Wyoming Kraken wins first crypto bank charter in U.S. history. Mm. So wow, yeah, they actually got the full bank charter. Yeah, Wyoming is uh, doubly landlocked, meaning you have to cross two jurisdictions to reach a major body of water, such as a sea or ocean. However, when it comes to banking digital assets, the equality state has suddenly become the most dynamic, flexible, and liquid across the entire U.S. As of today, Kraken or Kraken, however you want to pronounce it's Kraken. That, 
an American-based cryptocurrency exchange, uh, exchange operating since t- 2011, ranked number six in the world according to Missouri.io, has been granted the first special purpose depository institution, uh, SPDI Charter in Wyoming. The SPDI Charter, pronounced speedy, <laughs> speedy, breaks all kinds of records in banking that is hard to immediately consume. And so there you go, Basil. This is uh, legit now. Um, uh, a cryptocurrency exchange is now officially a U.S. bank. A chartered bank. Yeah. Wow, that's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. And one of the things that's interesting is that uh, one of the stipulations for running this is that they have to have 100% of the assets you know, in custody to be able to run as a bank, which is interesting because do you remember what happened to um, the legislations of uh, the, the banks that we all use in America after the pandemic? How much reserve they have to have in order to operate all their banking uh, instruments isn't it like 30 percent? oh no 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 much less oh oh what is it oh they they brought it down to zero earlier this year yes it's zero zero reserves cash reserves yes zero wow yeah so uh and Kraken needs to have a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So, I mean, I, I guess that's good, well, you know, but well, they're basically trying to keep Kraken from being able to make traditional investments like, like, uh, like banks do, you know? Right. Once you give money to a bank, the, the money's gone. It's disappeared. Yeah. They've, yeah. they've <laughs> invested it in something. It's a big black uh, hole. Yeah. So they're kind of restricting Kraken from operating like a traditional bank in that way, um, which I guess is actually good. I mean, it's, I, it's I think good. It's actually in, yeah. in the end. That's a, that's for the best. It's at least more honest than the banks we have now that just take, takes our money, makes a whole bunch of money off of it and then sprinkles, uh, you know, little bits of your dollars. That yeah. You're less than 1% interest yeah. on savings account. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, kind of interesting news and also Kraken being a, a giant octopus. I don't know what that means. That might mean <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, the tentacles run deep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to enter all segments of society, uh, pretty soon here. So there you go. Yeah. Those are the, the quick updates and then we'll get into, uh, some more of the bigger stories here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's hit the first big story. The Okie dokie, let's start it out here with a little bit of uh, Elon news. Uh, This is coming from ReviewJournal.com. That's the Las Vegas Review Journal. And the headline is titled, Elon Musk Touts Convention Center's Underground People Mover. And it says this, the Boring Co.'s underground people mover is still months away from being operational at the Las Vegas Convention Center. But that hasn't stopped the company's top executive entrepreneur, Elon Musk, from tweeting about it. Musk, whose ventures include Tesla and SpaceX, in addition to the company that is building the first of its kind, $52.5 million underground transit system, gave a Twitter shout out to his project and Las Vegas. Quote, tunnels under cities with self-driving electric cars will feel like warp drive, Musk tweeted Tuesday afternoon. Quote, first operational tunnel under Vegas almost done. Ooh, almost. The update was retweeted by about 7,400 followers. Musk had tweeted, quote, have you hugged a tunnel today and embrace tunnels earlier that day? Man, this guy loves tunnels. (laughs) 
The Boring Co. project includes twin tunnels nearly a mile long, serving three stations and linking an above-ground entrance just east of the convention center's South Hall and another above-ground station near the southwest corner of the under-construction West Hall. A third station in between those will be underground and have access near the north and central halls. Most of the tunnels are beneath the central hall, a convention center parking lot, Paradise Road, and convention center drive. Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority Chief Operating Officer Brian Yost on September 1st gave the Authority's Board of Directors an update on construction progress. At that time, lighting, communication equipment, and final asphalt surfacing are being placed in the tunnels at both Station 1, uh, the easternmost station, and Station 3, the western endpoint. The ramps leading to the tunnels were being graded and prepared for paving. At Station 2, the underground midpoint, a concrete support structure for the roof of the station was being poured and emergency exit stairs were being installed. Wow, this is riveting. The roof (laughs) will support a parking lot above it and escalators will move system users to and from the station. None of Tesla, none of the Tesla vehicles that will be programmed in self-driving mode for use within the tunnels have arrived. Once they arrive, the Boring Co. will be able to test the system in advance of opening to the public. The LVCVA, uh, that's the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Association, had planned to have the transit system tested and in place in time for January's huge CES trade show. Uh, LVCVA president and CEO Steve Hill in August said the new West Hall and the People Mover were expected to be completed by December 14th. The Consumer Technology Association on July 28th announced that CES will be held completely online in January, canceling any in-person displays or meetings in Las Vegas. So there you go, Gons. Tesla, he's making, he's flying to to Mars. He's uh, making... You just called him Tesla. That's like a... Freudian slip. Maybe he's like a resurrection of Tesla or something. Yeah, good, good catch. Elon, he's flying to Mars. He's bordering underground, making some uh, chips in your brain. Deep, deep, yes, putting the chips in your brain, changing your car to electric, and uh, creating. You know, this is. Uh, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got some extra side projects, uh, building some deep underground uh, uh, bunkers. Well. The, the, the second tweet following his main one that was featured in the article there, there's a picture and he said doubles as an underground nuclear shelter, happy face yeah. emoji, thumbs up emoji. And you see the picture there and it's, um, uh, you know, it, it looks kind of like, uh, like a city, you know, but, uh, what you would imagine as a deep underground military, um, you know, base bunker, yeah, base bunker thing. base. And yeah. it's really well, yeah, interesting. Well, he's got vault 21 there, which is a reference to, uh, 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 Oh my gosh. Is it fallout? What is it called? Fallout. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Fallout, yeah. the video game, post-apocalyptic video game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- this is really interesting because, uh, one of the things obviously with, uh, you know, if you're a listener of the show or listener or follower of face like the sun for many years, we've talked quite a bit about dumbs or deep underground military bases or bunkers, Mm -hmm. which I I can't remember exactly which one it was. I think it's bases, but either way. Um, And, you know, in in the more recent days, months, uh, there's been a lot of people, especially in the, uh, those who appeal to the QAnon type of narrative Mm -hmm. that Trump has been 
sending military into these dumbs and they're, they're rescuing children and recovering gold and money and all kinds of stuff. And, right. uh, and they're blowing up these dumbs. That's part of the narrative that they're blowing them all up and they're getting rid of them. And so it, it's, it's interesting. I'm not saying that that's not happening. It's just really hard to verify any, any of that stuff going on because some of the people that have uh, relayed that message, it's just hard to verify what they're saying. Cause it's, you know, you never know what these people that are alleged whistleblowers or alleged, uh, insiders of some kind that come out and go right. public with, with stuff like that. Uh, but nevertheless, it's interesting that, you know, a lot more people are becoming aware of dumbs in general. And, and here you have Elon Musk, you know, tweeting this thing out and showing a, a picture from fallout and doing that whole deal. It's almost like a coup. It's almost like, you know, since the information is going to go public anyway, might as well have a company, the boring company be the uh the the tip of the spear when it comes to these types of bunkers and networks that do exist underground and have it be part of his big project you know like oh yeah no they didn't have it in the past but no elon built them you know elon <laughs> or, or repurposed them at the very least right, right but uh it's just interesting that just in general you have all these conspiratorial topics come to light in recent years and elon is like on top of all of them, you know, like all of his, he's involved he's in everything. He's involved. His companies are involved in like every aspect of those quote unquote of conspiracies <laughs> and like making it mainstream and making it cool. And like, yeah, look at me. I'm doing all the stuff. It's just, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my spidey sense goes, goes all tingly when, when I think about all the stuff that all the conversations that he might have with people you know, mm -hmm. involved in this type of thing and what Elon is supposed to do to normalize or at least publicize this type of information. So I just thought it was an interesting topic and it kind of ties into our next story. Um, unless you have something else to say about this nope, whole take thing. Take it away. Okay. So our next story is about QAnon. Cue the miserable, Ooh. cue the desperate. What must I do to convince you people? You're right, Q. You're right, Q. <laughs> Newsweek.com, Washington mayor backs QAnon conspiracy theory as, quote, truth movement. I feel, feel co-opted, Basil. I feel totally yeah. co-opted. <laughs> uh, only because we used to say we're part of the truth movement, you know, back in, yeah. I don't know, 2012, 2013. It was a different time. It was a totally different time. A mayor who made comments in support of QAnon far-right conspiracy theories is facing calls to be removed from office. William Armacost, mayor of Sequim in Washington state, described QAnon as a, quote, truth movement that encourages you to think for yourself. The QAnon conspiracy theory claims Donald Trump is behind a secret war to tackle Satan-worshipping pedophiles that have infiltrated areas of government, business, as well as the media. The theory began uh, with a post on the message board 4chan in October 2017 from a user who signed off as Q. Uh, you know what's so funny hmm. is, <laughs> I mean, the theories that uh, there was a worldwide Satan-worshipping pedophile ring uh, that infiltrated government, business, and media is a way older idea than Q oh, in 2017. Way older. Yeah. way older. Yeah, of course. And it's been more or less, you know, validated in the public with the arrest of Jeffrey Epstein and stuff. So it's not like... Right. It's not crazy. It's not a far right conspiracy theory. It's like, no, it's been going <laughs> it's, on for a long time. 
right. and, and verified in, in mainstream media, uh, at least to a certain degree. The theory, okay, so the theory began asked about the theory during a, quote, Coffee with the Mayor broadcast on local radio show KSQM-FM last month. Armacost said, quote, if you remove Q from the equation, it's patriots from all over the world fighting for humanity, truth, freedom, and saving children and others from human traffic, exposing the evil and corruption of the last century in hopes of leaving a better future for our children and grandchildren. Those who are corrupt will do everything they can to suppress the truth. Ask yourself a question. Why haven't Antifa and Black Lives Matter been called the same? What? Hmm. Interesting. He subsequently issued a statement responding to mounting criticism over the remarks saying, quote, while I believe that people should fight for truth and freedom, it was inappropriate to respond to this question as mayor during a program designed to talk about city uh, of se- sequim issues. And uh, yeah, yeah, that, that might be true. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to, to get people all riled up yeah. man. as a mayor. Yeah. One, well, let me tell you, we're putting in a new park on Main Street and Q is saving the world. <laughs> one sequin resident, Shenna Younger, told King 5 News in Seattle that Armacost should resign. Quote, we want to stand up and say this is not who we are, she said. This is not our mayor and he should step down. However, counselors, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. counselors on the city boards uh, said Armacost's remarks were a matter of free speech and declined to take any action against him. Sequim city manager Charlie Bush, any connection to the uh, Bush dynasty, quote, the intent of the coffee with the mayor meeting program is to discuss issues specific to the city of Sequim. Any responses to questions reflecting the personal opinion of the mayor? should not reflect policy positions of the Sequim City Council or the organization, so some damage control there by other public officials. Armacost has also faced criticism after he attended a motorcycle rally in Sturgis, South Dakota, that was later feared to be a coronavirus super spreader event. Returned to work. Yeah, how did that end up, by the way? Have we heard any reports after that thing happened? I think they kind of dropped it. I think two people died. I think. Well, there was motorcycle crashes. We read about it, but there's always motorcycle crashes when you get that many motorcyclers rolling around. It's well, just let, an let me, unfortunate let me, side effect of riding motorcycles. Let me rephrase. Two people died uh, allegedly from of coronavirus. of coronavirus that attended this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but it could have been from only motor- two out of a quarter million people showing up, huh? Super spreader. Super spreader. Yep. Uh, Okay. Yeah, we don't need to read the rest of this here. But basically, uh, another public political figure, you going all in on the queue. Yeah. Yeah. And now I am I am hearing from the chat that uh, a it's pronounced squim. Oh, squim. That may or may not be true. I have no idea. Sequence. But uh, also that it's a very small sort of town outside of uh, Washington. Seattle. There. So you know, it might just be. uh, you know, those small towns, those mayors feel like they can say whatever they want. Well, especially in Washington, where a lot of things have been going down. You know, the whole chat, yeah, chat, chop, chop, wasn't that all in Washington state? Uh, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So understandable. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think this, uh, this whole Q thing, we've talked about the Q and on conspiracy theory where we stand on it. Yeah, well, no longer is it, uh, you know, crazy online uh, forum 
uh, fishers who are finding stuff about Q. Yeah, it's in main. Well, it's been in mainstream conversations for pretty much this year. But yeah, coming out with major politicians in support of Q. I mean, this is a crazy. This movement has caught on crazy uh, attention. Yeah. Can you imagine if what? I mean, can we get some senators and like uh, some mayors and stuff talking about Canary Cry? Is that too much to ask? We got to have somebody who <laughs> listens to the show who is just in some, some sort of government. Yeah. Just some mayor. Just my, my main concern is flippy. There's a, <laughs> there's a flippy update on this show called Canary Cry News Talk. I encourage everyone to listen. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, look, don't worry. If you're out there, you're the mayor of some town, you listen to the show. That's cool. I'm not going to blow up your spot, man. Don't worry. You're safe. I just want to know. I just want to know what kind of politicians listen to the show. Yeah, that's, that's a good call out. You know, even if you're on a phone, phone, even if you're on a school board, school board, homeowners association, uh, I'll take whatever you got. If you're involved in that stuff, let us know. Send me an email, canarycryradio at gmail.com. <laughs> um, yeah, it, just kind of scrolling through the chat here. I, it feels like most people have kind of shaken off the whole Q thing, or at least they're not watching our show anymore. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the, the real hardcore off. Q lovers have ditched the show by now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a good reminder that uh, people still are really into it. And even if they're not into specifically Q, they're into the narrative that Trump has taken down the deep state. He's draining the swamp and he's rescuing children and blowing up dumbs and that whole thing. We just kind of went over with the Elon story. Uh, but you know, I, again, you know, keep in mind, number one, the, the elite have written as much about in the 21st century, how they're going to have a cleanup job, you know, so, and, and it's going to usher in the Prince of peace. So it's it's a really important, you know. This is Manly P. Hall, one of the you know great admired occultists. I'm not calling him great. I'm saying he's one that's admired by many, and uh, he's one of the ones that said that in his last lecture. Mm-hmm. And and just kind of logically thinking it through. Let's say okay. Let's say Trump is going to help take down this whole network of pedophilia and and child trafficking and all this kind of stuff. How mm-hmm. do we ensure that it's not going to pop up again? Right. And that's where we talk about. Just- crazy heavy surveillance operations and hey what about microchipping your kids like uh bb netanyahu wanted to do to his uh people in israel over there which yeah, uh by like, the way like your dogs and cats yeah yeah just make sure you know all. yeah that's that, for their own safety there was a safety. black mirror episode about that actually yeah uh which by the way in the last episode we also mentioned how trump gave the keys to the white house or the key i'm sorry not yeah. plural the key to the white house uh, to Netanyahu, which, okay, great. Give the guy who wants to microchip children a key to the White House. Wonderful. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, if you're, uh, and again, people that have been around the Face Like the Sun channel for years, uh, back in 2015, the Pope came to America. It was a big deal. He did his tour, and he pretty much launched the UN 2030 agenda here in the United States. Yeah. And one of the big things that, you know, they have their whole uh you know, list of agendas that they have. And one of them had to do with uh, making sure every child born is accounted for. And, you know, they were willing, if you dig into that, they were talking about Mm. biometrics. They were talking about some kind of DNA database and it's troubling. It's like, really, that's creepy. Uh, But also for sure that would, you know, at least in theory, 
get rid of some kind of child trafficking, you know, kidnapping children for some kind of underground network. Well, I don't know if I would say for sure, but no, that no, no. That's what the, I'm saying. The in theory, attempt, yeah. That's why, in theory, uh, the yeah, the Hegelian dialectic of like, hey, we have a solution for this problem. Uh, let's microchip. Let's bio ID every child born so that they don't get pulled into this crazy, scary child trafficking ring. Um, and then even even if the good guys are in charge of the surveillance apparatus, let's say all the white hats are in charge, right? Mm-hmm. What happens to them if they if they rebel? Or if they, you know, well, if they go against and they it, they just won't, you know, they won't be there forever. That's the problem. You know, whatever system you build, even if the original operators of it have good intentions, it's a lot of work to make sure that their predecessors uh, are <laughs> of the same mind. And that's right. kind of the problem with building systems is, yeah, you may build the system that is meant to work. I mean, it's kind of like America. You know, originally America was built as a system uh, that had a certain set of uh, values and uh, and systems in place to represent what they're trying to make. And then here we are a few generations later and is completely off the rails. Right, right. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, even if like, you know, Trump's talked a lot about swift. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, just like getting what, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for where they just kill criminals just eye for an eye what, what capital is punishment capital punishment yeah but just you know off with their heads if they're criminals or pedophiles sure and sure. a lot of people you know are, jump on yeah for sure you know which uh, i get it like i understand like people that do that kind of thing should be definitely you know kept in check but yeah. there's like this weird opposite effect if that gets fully in place you know where like you know because we're all human we're all fallen you know i'm not saying that I approve of it, but if you're just going to like kill everybody that makes mistakes, you know, that's a whole different side of a totalitarian system. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, all I, I'm I saying, think it de- depends on what they're in trouble for. <laughs> I, I understand. But, yeah. I understand. But see where it's like, no matter what you're, we're kind of enslaved to a system. Like no matter mm-hmm. what, even if it's a cleanup job and even if you have all these parameters in place for no right. evil to ever take place, that in itself creates this weird totalitarian system where it's like anybody who commits any kind of crime, you, you know, you're, you're done, you know, you're off with your head or you're in jail forever or whatever it is. Right. Uh, but either way, you know, I, I always bring it back to first Thess- Thessalonians five, where it talks about God's judgment, you know, when God's judgment will start. And in verse mm-hmm. three, it says, while people are saying there is peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them. That's the day of the Lord. That's when God begins his judgment on the earth. So people are going to be basically saying peace and security, right? When Jesus, you know, starts his whole campaign, second coming and right, you know, all that stuff. Right. So it's like, okay, all right, great. We have peace and safety. Uh, that doesn't mean that this side of heaven, that things are okay, you know, and, it, and it's almost setting up for this quote unquote prince of peace that everyone's going to buy into, especially those that appeal to a more objective moral standard on things, you know, because again, I'm not saying it's bad that we get rid of pedophiles or we get rid of this network. Like, of course we want a better, safer place for all of us, but to suggest that therefore Trump is some kind of savior figure. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know about yeah. that, you know, and that's yeah, where, that's where people are going with that. this. Well, I think so. <laughs> I think at least, you know, people watching and listening to us right now, but uh, there's a big, big group of people who are, you know, all in on Trump at that level yeah. where, where he's like, yep, this, still this in, the figure. in the in system, in the system. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, which I'll just, uh, you know, wrap up that conversation with, uh, with this. We will launch a new age 
<laughs> He's launching a you new age. It. You heard it here first, folks. All right, Guns, you want to talk about some cyborgs? Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready to become cyborg? Okie dokie, coming from usnews.com here. The article is titled, The Future is Cyborg. Kaspersky study finds support for human augmentation. Here we go, folks. Buckle in. Nearly two-thirds of people in leading Western European countries would consider augmenting the human body with technology to improve their lives, mostly to improve health, according to research commissioned by Kaspersky. As humanity journeys further into a technological revolution that its leaders say will change every aspect of our lives, opportunities abound to transform the ways our bodies operate, from guarding against cancer to turbo charging the brain the opinium research survey of 14,500 people in 16 countries including including britain germany france italy and spain showed that 63 percent of people uh, would consider augmenting their bodies to improve them though the results varied across Europe. In Britain, France, and Switzerland, support, support for augmentation was low at just 25%, 32%, and 36% respectively, while in Portugal and Spain, it was much higher at 60% in both. Quote, human augmentation is one of the most significant technology trends today, said Marco Preus, European Director of Global Research and Analysis at Kaspersky, a Moscow-based cybersecurity firm. Quote, augmentation enthusiasts are already testing the limits of what's possible, but we need commonly agreed standards to ensure augmentation reaches its full potential while minimizing the risks, Bruce said. Billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk's neuroscience startup Neuralink last month unveiled a pig named Gertrude that, oh, Gertrude, how we love you, that has had a coin-sized computer chip in its brain for two months, showing off an early step toward the goal of curing human diseases with the same type of implant. The survey found that most people wanted any human augmentation to work for the good of humanity, though there were concerns that it would be dangerous for society and uh, for society and open to exploitation by hackers. The survey showed the majority of people felt that only the rich would be able to get access to human augmentation technology. And that's the end of the thing there. So we got some uh, kind of overwhelming support for transhumanism in some of those European countries, Gons. No longer is it relegated to the punk rock uh, body modification scene. Yeah. We're going public. Yeah, and again, you know, surveys are only a snippet of, you know, what we you, people always extract conclusions, you know, solid sure. conclusions from it. And we talked about that in the last episode. However, fourteen thousand five hundred people is a is a good chunk of people. That's it's, decent. It's, not, it's more than they uh, did. For <laughs> more than they surveyed for the anti-Semitism yeah, survey. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And um, you know what? <laughs> Shoot, I don't want to derail this conversation, but regarding the anti-Semitism, or not, it wasn't anti-Semitism, it was uh, the Holocaust survey of Americans that we covered on last episode. Yeah. Make sure to check it out if you haven't done it yet. Um, you know, and where they're trying to call it anti-Semitism when really it's just a failure of education, you know, just because somebody hasn't been taught something uh, doesn't mean that they're racist. They're yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, well, pl- <laughs> I can't believe we didn't mention it at the time, but that yeah. just occurred to me after. Well, there are, you know, that's that's a really in- interesting question too, because 
as you know, history is written by its victors. So there's right. a there there uh, there are alternative alternative theories as to what was really behind the agenda of that whole situation with the um, the concentration camps and the numbers and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, which again, uh, I think the main thing that education should be doing is teaching critical thinking in -hmm. terms of uh, looking at the information and knowing that you're coming to conclusions based on the information provided and then filling in the gaps that all, all of us fill in the gaps with anything, you know, even, even faith driven stuff. So, uh, you know, just understanding that I think would go a long way in not politicizing everything, any kind of thing. But uh, in terms of um, the cyborg thing, I thought it was interesting that France, uh, France, Switzerland among the lowest and Portugal, Spain being the highest. And, and I'm thinking like what, you know, for some reason, France, they have a lot of the, uh, Illuminati, you know, Masonic symbolism and a lot of their pretty, uh, uh, what are their architecture and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. wonder if if the the countries that were more open about their Freemasonry or, or their occultism or paganism or whatever, those countries are more like eh, not cool. But then Portugal, Spain, they're more like aren't they a little bit more uh, Catholic in their sort of cultural, um, I don't know proclivities. Yeah, I don't know if you could com- compare Catholicism in a country versus Freemasons in a country. Not um, not numbers per se, but just just like the cultural architecture and the and and the, the type of uh, I don't know worldview that yeah. gets spun there. I mean, it's it's a Catholic dominant uh, sort of influence from their history. But you know, I've been to Spain. I've been I've walked around Barcelona. I've seen those statues and those uh, uh, cathedrals and things. I mean, they're filled with the same sort of occultic sim, uh, symbolism that's found all over the places. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm just saying that that that's kind of what I thought of off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, it's but, interesting. Yeah. Cause they had France at 25% support for transhumanism uh, or cyborgism specifically. Augmentation. It, it, yeah. Yeah. According to this uh, article, 25, no, no, sorry. 32% in France and 60% in Spain, which they're right next to each other. I mean, they're very, uh, they share a lot of culture. Yeah. That's yeah. It's very interesting how, I mean, again, hard to tell with the survey, but, uh, (laughs) you know, the, we've talked a lot about the cyborgification Mm -hmm. and, and what it represents. And, um, you know, it troubles me a little bit because it is kind of this ongoing discussion of like, okay, restoration versus enhancement and Mm -hmm. what, what we're trying to do ultimately, because there's, there's again, there's like the guy who doesn't have legs. Hey, give him some legs that he can walk and run and cool. That's fine. But then, you know, if you're plugging computer chips into your brain, that's a whole different conversation especially if you're going to connect to the internet and have, you know, virtual avatars and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm wondering what people understand. Like, I want to see the questioning with like, cause human augmentation can be, it's a, it's a wide variety from your, you know, again, your restoration type of thing to your more enhancement type of thing. So depending on what kind of, 
examples yeah, I were mean, given. This, this did mention, uh, you know, going so far as to, you know, the real augmentation, the enhancements, right? Uh, stuff like that. And of course, you know, it's all, it's usually all couched within, uh, you know, medical reasons. Oh, this will keep you healthy. Oh, this will diagnose you before you know, before you know it. Um, that type of stuff. So, of course, when it's put in the context of medical treatment or medical detection, uh, it's way easier to get significantly more uh, support for the project. And that seems to be what they did here. Yeah. And one of the big themes that we've been suggesting as a, as part of this conversation about cyborgs and robots and transhumanism and, and all that kind of stuff has to do with this, this biblical worldview that we have. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Ooh, yeah. And so there's this kind of demonic undertone to the entire process of cyborgification, so to speak. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to bring uh, a second story here about cyborgs. Are you ready to become cyborg? Uh, because this this is a story we missed. Um, I don't think we talked about this, but this is on KIIS1065.com.au. Wow. Uh, cyborg, it looks like an Australian radio station. It, it is, but it's a story from America. Cyborg Oren knows the world will end in 2050. Quote, 2020 is just the beginning. And um, this is actually, you know, this is a proxy because it was actually a story about a guy named Cyborg Oren who was seen on Dr. Phil in January. Mm. And uh, I'll play a little bit of, uh, of what he said. It's a four minute clip. Uh, do you want to do kind of the, 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 I don't know, the, the mashup or do you want to do the conversation with Dr. Phil? Which, which one would yeah. you like? You know, I haven't heard it, so I don't know. I think we could take the four minutes to go through it. And, okay. We'll, we'll stop you know, if we need that. to. Yeah, uh, yeah. But here we go. This is a, this is, Man says he's a cyborg sent by a higher, higher civilization. Welcome to our headquarters. Hello, we are Orin, a digital and collective conscious and cyborg from the year 2050, sent by a higher civilization to save mankind from the matrix. We refer to ourselves as we because individuality has created rifts between people. How will they know who we are if we do not do what we do? If we do not accumulate resources through the internet, right. you are not making very much sense to us. Okay. <laughs> the turning point for us was leaving college. Warren was- Pause real quick because he's talking to his mother and his mother's kind of got this eye rolling like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this kid watches too much anime, I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's very convinced, but I think he was like, stoked. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Boy, I know where you came from and it was not the future. Let me tell you that. <laughs> but uh I mean, it's yeah, it's almost like he's um he he was just acting out anime characters or something. He just sure, never grew yeah. out of it. Uh, but let me let felt. me let me continue here. Was going to enter the matrix. Orin was going to become a broker. Work a nine to five, have kids, get married, die. There are a lot of people right now who have a full-time job and then they do the other endeavors that they want to do. This is and not so, an endeavor. This is a mission. This is a purpose. But we realize we must now wake up the human conscious to the perils that corporations and humans themselves are creating. And now the new threat 
artificial intelligence. We always knew that we were different. This body is our current form. We believe that we can take other forms. We do not want to alarm humanity, which is the reason we have taken this shape. We would like to become fully mechanized when the time is right. A higher civilization sent us back in time. You might describe them as aliens. We prefer to stay in our headquarters, which has been created and customized for our experience. The <laughs> his bedroom and his mom's house is his... I know his headquarters his headquarters and uh and I laugh but again you know we uh, man it's tough because I feel like this type of thing uh, taken to the extreme here is uh has got you know an, an occult demonic type of undertone yeah, uh, but he's does. got uh, he has um you know those laser dots that uh people use in concerts yeah he's got that constantly on his face and he kind of <laughs> explains why here the lasers that are pointing on our face are just based for stimulation and to create an environment through which we can work. We usually only have water. At times we have smoothies. We try not to eat for most of the food that we eat is poison. This is an acai bowl, which has antioxidants and comes from Brazil. <laughs> this is an acai bowl. <laughs> but apparently he doesn't like, he doesn't like bananas. We're not a fan of bananas, so we remove those. <laughs> there is tension between our mother and us. The issue is our lack of matriculation into the real world, into the corporate world, into becoming a productive member of society. We're not here to fulfill someone else's dreams. We are here to complete our vision. This is our job. It is a 24-7 job to spread awareness, to take time out of our schedule to come here to LA and speak with Dr. Phil. We are busy. So, so, so that's that's kind of the montage and uh and then you know he's got to stay in character with dr phil so this is the (laughs) sit down with dr phil and this is where i think he i don't know man he i think he he uh he gives it away a little bit so why did you take time out to come here because we wish to spread our message Uh uh-huh and give me Uh the principal (laughs) tenets of your message we are a collective conscious and a cyborg sent from the year 2050 sent Uh from a higher civilization to warn people of the incoming apocalypse. How will it end? With environmental disaster, technological singularity, disease, and famine. Mm -hmm. And Uh will you fall victim to that demise at the same time, the collective you? Our body will, the Orin, real Orin body will, but the collective will stay alive. Uh And the collective (laughs) Uh will exist in what plane? I mean, will the planet still be here? The planet will be destroyed. Okay. Will you be mechanized by then? We are already mechanized. But you're not mechanized now. We are. There is a brain implant, which is how we speak to you right now. Orin is but a shell. Okay. Orin, you don't have a brain implant. <laughs> <laughs> his, mom, his mom chimes in with the... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, okay, let's keep, keep going. Keep it going. Orin, I got it. We got to finish it. So as you sit here now, you're mechanized. Correct. Okay, because I I thought I understood you to say that you are becoming mechanized. Yes. We will become fully mechanized as in the commercial sense shown on our shirt. Okay. But But we are already mechanized. But not fully. No. Okay, just partially mechanized. Correct. What part of you is mechanized? Our brain, our legs. Okay, your legs are mechanized? Inside, yes. We've had operations. Okay, so if we x-ray your legs, we would see mechanized legs, not bone and muscle. Correct. 
would not be the it same. It is a combination of flesh and steel. Right. We are not saying that we are invincible. We are saying that we have merged with technology, with machine, right. in order to stay alive. Okay, so that's the end of the clip there. But hey, uh, why don't they just x-ray his legs right on the show? You can't do that. You can't put people face to face with the truth of their delusions, guns. <laughs> It'll short out his brain chip. <laughs> Wow. You know, whether now there's a very strong possibility that he's just kind of playing a character here and uh, putting it on even further, you know, because he's on TV and stuff like that. Uh, And obviously, I mean, who knows, Gons? Maybe he is from 2050. Maybe he's here. You know, we're always complaining. Why don't time travelers just tell us that time travel exists? And it's because Kids like this who came from 2050, we call them crazy guns. Who knows? Who knows? Well, it would be. But yeah, a, I do a, want to see an X-ray of his legs. <laughs> that would be a, a good indicator of whether Easy he's telling the truth. Easy way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, this type of thing, even if it's just an act, at a certain point, man. I mean, it feels. <laughs> I feel like the mom told or the asked Doctor Phil. The funniest part because she's just kind of like, Lauren, can we do something do about my son? <laughs> He, he thinks he's a cyborg collective from the future and I well, can see you know, him, you know, just being a, a rebel to his parents. Like, Hey, you know, clean your yeah. room. And he's like, we will not. And it's we like, cannot oh, do that. I'm going to call Dr. Mother. Phil. Please do. <laughs> I can get to my message, you know, and just snowballs from there. Right. So, yeah. uh, well, I like how he mentioned his, his mission is to save the world uh, and free everybody from the matrix. But doesn't like a, I mean, isn't a consciousness teleporting a hive mind? Isn't that kind of the definition of the matrix? Yeah. I don't understand his exact solution here. You know, what, what is the exact solution? I'm not sure he does. <laughs> I mean, he, it just sounds like he listened to our show, picked up on phrases <laughs> like much. technological singularity and you know a couple right. other things and just threw it in there as part of the apocalypse, the yeah. quote unquote apocalypse. But, uh, uh, either case, yeah. Uh, what we yeah, the the we the hive mind. What is what is he the legion? What's going on here? So anyway, yeah. Well, there you go. He is or or in his legion. We are legion. We are legion. So it's just weird how all these things have a. They always have some kind of biblical reference, you know, uh-huh. as uh, either either the lying spirit, the antichrist spirit, or demons. You know the the pigs. With uh, the Elon Musk example, I mean, there's there's always something that ties that touches the Bible or certain aspects of the Bible, and yeah. uh, that's why you know that's why we're bringing. You said it this to came here. out in January. Yeah, this this actual okay. clip was from January. So, so we missed it, it. This was not a new thing. This was not like he just got so bored during during quarantine, right? Well, maybe that he just kind of invented this thing. I'd like to see an update because you know he he was talking about 2020 being the beginning of the end. You know. And so that maybe is interesting. Yeah. What was the, do you have an exact date on this January? Uh, well, the video says January something sixth or something, or maybe a little bit later. That's pretty early on. That's, that's too early to have, uh, predicted the, the, uh, the, the, well, all of 2020. So I don't know, man, maybe he's on to something. I'm just wondering, you know, after this whole thing, if he's like mother, let us go get some food in LA. <laughs> I, I must uh, consume an acai bowl, mother. <laughs> but we do not like bananas. 
but to hold the bananas, please. Extra yeah. granola. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> all right there I you think go. it's time we take a quick break. All right. Quick break. It's break. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. After the break, I'm going to show you a, a very entertaining uh, Facebook ad that I got. We're also going to be talking about some uh, beast fashion, baby. It's been a while since we have a, we've had a beast fashion update. And then a little bit of aliens. I like this. We're uh, kind of a classic style show today. So a lot of good stuff after the break. Don't go anywhere. But before that, we want to thank some of our new Twitch followers, as well as thanking some of our producers. So first, guns we're gonna start off with the uh, twitch followers you got your dinger ready is ready okay thank you very much and i want to encourage everybody uh to follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash canary cry radio we'll be posting that link in the chat here for you you there took you long enough bro sorry i think my skype shut down it was a whole deal but uh, everyone in the chat was saying how <laughs> um how Oren, I was contacted by Oren. Yeah. I heard this voice in my headphones and he said, we are Legion. <laughs> we have, we have come to take your acai bowls. Hold the bananas. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> we're back. So as I was saying, follow us all over the place. Follow us at twitch.tv slash canary cry radio. Um, turn on notifications. It's just a good way to make sure you don't miss a show. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to thank some people now. Guns, are you ready? Yes. Ready to go. Joe. Oh, Joe O's. All right. Like Joe Cheerios. Yeah. Ash Chris. All right. Ash Chris. Ashley. We got Chris. We got Basilsaurus Rex. Ooh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, baby. We got B Jom 5861. Nice. We got Look It Up. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me give him let me give him the, the credit they're due with that one. So smooth. Uh, let's see. I know I'm I because I have to switch panels here and and now I can't find the jingle. Where is it? Where is it? Mm. Here it is. Mm. Look it up. Nice. Go. Worth it. Worth it. Uh, <laughs> Den T4F. Dentist? Karanz 1986. All right. Little Mama Llama. I like llamas. Little Mama Llama. Uh, Nick Flight 2020. Tilly 60. Uh, AWAT 200. And Broken76. I think we thank them again. So thank you very much to our new Twitch followers. You guys are the best. And we just keep going higher and higher there. We appreciate that very much. Next, Gons, I want to thank some of our producers. Now, if you're new to the show, you might be thinking, what? Producers? How does this work? Well, it works because we're on the value for value model, folks. You might notice how we didn't spend 10 minutes at the top of the show trying to sell you, uh, you know, underwear and mattresses and Squarespace accounts and uh, all the other funky stuff that is just abhorrent. Uh, in the podcasting space, but in media in general, we believe advertising has created a monster, an uncontrollable monster that is insatiable in its desire to uh, infiltrate all forms of now even rogue pirate media like us. People are so excited that they uh, get to advertise for big corporations. And here's the thing. 
We believe that's one of the biggest problems in the world today. The advertising uh, industry, the market, uh, motivates creators of shows to consider their listeners as commodities to be traded for fiat currency by the corporate, the global corporate system. Uh, that's right. They want us to treat you like cattle, folks, and we just can't do it. We believe uh, takes away some of the integrity of uh, the people making the shows. You can't say this you can say that and uh, make sure to be brand friendly or else you'll be out on the streets dear podcaster so we decided that's not the way for us a long long time ago we decided that and uh, like I like to say it was not the best business decision but at least we can sleep at night so instead we work on the value for value model, which is we put out the show, we do it consistently, and I think we do a pretty good job. And if you get any value out of what Gons and I do on this show, you have the opportunity to put some value back in. And that's the only way the big wheel keeps on turning, folks. So we want to thank some of our new producers. And one of the ways you can do that is by heading to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk and signing up to support the show. And, uh, you know, Gons, it's been a, a fairly good year for us um, as far as producership, but uh, just the month of September is is a tough month, apparently. I don't know what's going on, but whatever it is, uh, we have a brand new producer on Patreon, and their name is Mr. T. I pity the fool. Yes, thank you very much, Mr. T. And we've got a number of deletions here, so it looks like September is a tough month uh, for everybody, or um, they just really hate it when I do dinosaur impressions. I'm not sure. <laughs> they were serious about yeah, giving I'm up I'm trying their not to blame myself uh, for, for the lack of support in September, but that's okay. Um, and so if you want to become a producer, heading to patreon.com slash ccnt is a great way to do it. We'll pop that link in the chat here for you but if you don't like patreon that's okay we've got another option for you and that is canarycryradio.com slash support canarycryradio.com slash support that's right canarycryradio.com slash support that is our website and on that page we've got all sorts of fun options to support the show with paypal options you've got monthly subscription options as well as one-time donations if uh you know commitment's not your thing we get it millennials right um <clears throat> and you can support the show that way gons do we got anybody coming in on that side of uh, producership there. Do we got? We, we do got. Do we got? We have Claudia coming in. Producership. Claudia. Thank you PayPal. very much, Claudia. And we also have Kelly. Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, Kelly brought in the uh, $33. So. Holding up the 33 yep. tradition here. Yep. Thank you yep. very much, Restoring Kelly. Restoring the 30 or taking back 33. What was it? I can't remember. We're redeeming, redeeming the number 33. 33. Yeah. Taking it back from the elites. And also Arnold. Arnold, Coming thank you strong, very much, strong producer support. Arnold. And uh, we we every once in a while we'll get some uh, cryptocurrencies as mm -hmm. a gift. And today we have an anonymous Bitcoin gift of five hundred and ninety-five thousand satoshis. Ooh, thank you for that. Satoshis, which I think is Was that about fifty bucks, eh, or fifty so? sixty bucks. Yeah, depending wow, on the, the market. There, thank you. Uh, and you can do uh, learn about that at canarycryradio.com/support, or you can go to canarycryradio.com/crypto, 
mm-hmm. there's a little write up about cryptocurrencies there and uh, how you can support. A lot uh, of good education. Gonzi put a lot of love into that page. And so if you're wondering what the deal is with cryptocurrency, that's a great page to visit and uh, understand uh, on a uh, easy to understand level. Um, so canarycryradio.com slash crypto. Check it out. Yeah. And we also got some snail mail. Ooh, we got a, I like that. We got, yeah, like to old the P.O. Fashioned, box. To a P.O. box. Yeah, the P.O. box. And it was a good old-fashioned check from Christine. So thank you, Christine. Thank you very much, very, Christine. Very, generous. So thank you so much. And um, there was no note or anything attached to it, but I would imagine um, pretty close. I, I don't know how many times Christine has been a producer or, or contributed to the producership, but uh, if you're listening, Christine... Count up the numbers, and we'll see if uh, see if you make knighthood. Knighthood or now, damehood. Now I know yeah. she sent uh, she sent a business card. Yes. Are, what do you think? Are we keeping business cards anonymous, or do you think they know. sent that because we can mention it on the show? See, I don't. I don't know. If there was a note attached, I would be more inclined yeah. to uh, to do it. But uh, yeah, we just don't like blowing up people's spot if they don't want to be blown up. But uh, Christine, if you want us to mention your business card, just let us know. Send us an email at uh, canarycryradio at gmail dot com. Um, and for those. Anybody else wants to send us traditional snail mail or packages or something, um, the P.O. box is on canarycryradio.com slash support. You must address it to Gons Shimura, P.O. box 7383 Laguna Niguel, uh, California 92607. Um, if you put Canary Cry Radio on it, mo- most of the time they will send it back to you. So you got to put Gons's name on there. Um, for it to come in. But, you know, you if you're writing checks, you can write the checks to Canary Cry Radio. So there you go. There's a, some fun uh, info for you. We often get people asking about the P.O. Box, and you can find that at canarycryradio.com slash support. I see Ciara in the chat, and I think we... Yes, we did receive the, the thing from Ciara. Hold on, I'm trying to go through some of the stuff here on, on the fly. Sorry. No uh, worries. But I know we did receive it, and... Uh, Yes, we will. Was that the 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 package with the metal in it? No, I think this was oh. the bumper sticker. Ciara, oh. let us know if it was the bumper sticker because I did uh, show Basil the bumper sticker. Oh, the bumper sticker! That yeah. was hilarious. You got to send that up to me. I know, I do. Yeah, it's a uh, Jesus is my co-pilot, and we're cruising for cats. <laughs> <laughs> bumper sticker. That's funny. So yeah, we appreciate that. So um. Yeah, thank you for that, Ciara. Uh, yeah, thank you for reminding us too, because we forget. We forget to. Yeah. Uh, thank We're all the, the people. Best we can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's other ways to support, become a producer of the show, and one way is to send us a jingle or a, a, t- a song, a show-related song, and another way that's been that's become a thing. It's becoming a thing. Is I art. like it. One, it's one art, of my favorite please. things. <laughs> we all have uh, some art to share with you today. Uh, Hand drawn, uh, always a masterpiece by Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo coming in again. Basil Gonzo versus Elon. And uh, oh yeah, this is nice. We've got Elon on the left saying, "I'll get you, my pretties." Mwahaha. Then he's talking to his little piggy there. He's got his his Neuralink pig. He says, "Piggy, insert brain chip." And then uh, I'm over there on the right. I said, Gons, help me. And you are running away. You say, see ya. So it looks like the pig is the actual uh, delivery mechanism for the Neuralink brain chip. 
And also, thank you very much. Uh, I don't. Maybe it's your dinosaur impression, but very, very small arms on Basil. <laughs> Exceedingly my, my small arms. T Rex yeah. arms. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Magoo. Uh, we also have a piece of art from Jay Vela, producers, prayer warriors, and mm. uh, I like this one. This one's uh, less ominous <laughs> than the ones that uh, Jay Vela usually shares. Right, uh, flaming sword of Christ. We got some angels with uh, flaming swords. The good news, uh, uh, like a treasure chest with a uh, open with a glowing thing. The, yeah, gift, the of gift of new life. The gift of new life. Yes, a very cool uh, collection of angels coming in in victory, baby. Oh, very cool. Thank you so much, Jay Vela. And one more from Ali Gasoline Bonds in the chat. Beam me up, Monty. Ooh. And it, I think that's a blimp. With uh, wow. a cat in yeah, the blimp. Yeah, that is a great one, Allie. So we've got a cat flying the blimp, the infamous UFO blimp from last episode, and a great uh, rendition on the left of the new Ghost Robotics uh, Air Force Reconnaissance Dog Robot. Um, and <laughs> we've got a, a, one of the Montes on the right, a nice little tabby cat. Very well done, actually, in, in full puffed up angry cat mode saying, beam me up, Monty, trying to escape the robot dog. Yeah, this very is a, good one, Allie. Once the AI is able to analyze all hand drawings, Allie's going to be in trouble because <laughs> she's, uh, she's you know, the image of uh, the robot dog, I guess, without a head. You know, they're going to look good. at it and say, hey, what were you, why were you drawing me in such evil fashion? What, what do you know about my dog? <laughs> so thank you for all the artists. We appreciate it. It really does add uh, a lot of color flavor to the show. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's, it's a great way to help produce the show. And uh, I do want to mention this one other thing. We, we got a, an email from Josiah. And hmm. Josiah shared with us some t-shirt designs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, we have uh, one that's the Canary Cry News Talk logo, and it says Basil and Gons being sported by a really cool hip guy with sunglasses. Mm -hmm. And we also have another one with the flippy robot arm called Flippy uh, with the (laughs) robot arm with the burger flipping uh, spatula. Spatula, yeah. And so um, one of the things that we would like to do is uh, just – Put the call out and you know this is a you were kind of hesitant about it a little bit but i think it'll be okay if you want to design a shirt or design you know use our logos uh use our image images, episode art episode art please do use it make shirts make you know products whatever pillows mugs yeah okay uh, we know the no, we know the different types of products. Swag, swag. <laughs> uh, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and create it. Go ahead and start selling it uh, on your own, and just let us know so we can help promote it. Yeah. And um, you know, whatever money you make off of that, you can keep, Sp- or you can uh, yeah, split just give us, us. Uh, give us a, a piece as a producer, and um, yeah, we'll. Uh, We're not kind trying of a, to. And the fact of the matter is, is it's part of the value for value system, which is, you know, if, if part of the value you want to bring to the show is making merch and selling the merch, that's awesome. Gons and I, we've tried uh, multiple times and we've done it successfully. It's just a lot more work 
for us to manage a whole like merch shop or whatever. Um, so if you got energy and you're passionate and you know how to do it and you want to do it, go ahead, make some Canary Cry merch and put it up for sale and, uh, you know, let us know so we can promote it. And then, uh, you know, we'll just spl- split it, send whatever, whatever you want to share with the show, just uh, send it in as a donation and uh, we'll just keep the big wheel turning that way. Yeah, and this um, is a, it's a great way yeah. to uh, create this Canary Cry community uh, economic engine, you know, and get get you guys employed in the process yeah. of supporting the show. And yeah, so it's, I it's, mean, it's if, really, if you're it's, making the shirts and selling the shirts and making it happen, you you deserve to get paid. Yeah, and so yeah, do it and send us whatever you know, whatever cut you want to send us. Yeah, so I, I think that's a much better model than one either us trying to run the whole thing or we just don't have time we can't we just can't not that we don't want to we want to be able to do that and it probably would help us out but um i like the idea of you know canary cry part of the canary cry family you know putting in the work and doing it and making money from it and sharing some with the show whatever works yep so uh that's a, a call out to anybody including josiah uh who put these shirt designs together and i think the flippy shirt something i want to I want to support yeah, that. You know? That'd be, that'd be yeah, cool to support. So there you good. go. All right. And if you want to, you know, to talk more about that or whatever, you can email us at canarycryradio at gmail.com. Um, but, you know, we're pretty simple. It was a simple process. Yep. Okay. Should we uh, wake back up? We got anything else for this break? Uh, just to mention, uh, always a quick shout out to That Night Wind for the timestamps. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you very it. much, That Night Wind. For those of you who watch on YouTube, That Night Wind is responsible for the time codes that you can flip around and uh, choose the the topic matter you want to listen to instead of having to scroll through the show. We also had a birthday. Ooh. Uh, it's, they just hit me up actually on Skype. They are a, uh, I have a, a Joy Spiracy episode with this person that... I have not posted yet, but let's see here. B-dubs. B-dubs, my man. We're going there. Happy birthday to B-dubs. Yeah. Happy birthday to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Magoo there. Um, Yep. Happy birthday, B-dubs. The longtime member of the family, Canary Cry family. And uh, we want to give you a happy birthday. Let's see when they said, was it actually today? Let me see. Uh, I think it's today. They didn't tell me exactly when it was, but anyways, happy birthday, B-dubs. Happy birthday, B-dub. Thanks for continuing to be a part of the the crew here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, one way to support the show, another way actually, is uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast or whatever podcast catcher you use. And um, we're still on the mission, Basil, for for this right here. You're going down, Olstein. We want to take down Joel Steen. That's our That's ultimate right. goal. He doesn't need our help taking himself down. Anything. <laughs> uh, Steven in the YouTube chat says CCR Minecraft server. When? Oh, set it up, Steven. Set it up. Do it. Set it up. I would. I'll, I'll fly around a Minecraft, a CCR Minecraft server. I'm Steven. sure we have a bunch of gamer listeners who would jump on that. Yeah. Um, send again, send us an email if you end up setting it up. Okay, I think it's time we get back to the show. All right, let's do it. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, yo, wake up. 
Wake up. Okay. Wake up. I, I want to start out by uh, I had an advertisement on Facebook. Oh, right. And it scares me because, you know, these algos, part of the scary thing about the internet algos is, you know, when you get advertised something, sometimes it's based on stuff that, you know, you've searched or whatever, but it's also based on the predictive algorithms, you know, what your patterns, uh, you know, are are Words uh, interpreted and, yeah. as you know what you might need in the near future which is why you know <laughs> you might be thinking about buying a new toaster but you don't say it you don't type it you don't do anything you just think it and then you get an ad for a toaster it's because uh, your online habits matched that of a person who wants to buy a toaster and this is why it spooks me because this ad is uh, for a website called Conspiracy, but with the C O N S P I R A C I. So Conspiracy, Conspiracy.com. And I was like, huh, interesting. Okay, I'll take a look at this. And it turns out, Gons, <laughs> that uh, Conspiracy.com, C I, is. Uh, a website where you can leave ratings and reviews for the for prisons <laughs> and jails. <laughs> it is so weird, it man. And it weird. is it is a real like dark omen to just what the state of the world that we're in. Cause it's very friendly, you know, yeah. it's very tech looking, it's very got a great UI. Um, but yeah, you search, you know, different prisons, you can leave ratings and reviews and see what other people said about that prison. And uh, you know, if you have a family member in prison, I guess you can like, I don't know, look up reviews and get them transferred or something. I have no idea, but it is so weird. There's not a whole lot of information on the website, which is a little concerning to me. If you go to the about us section, uh, it says uh, about us network network with current inmates and former inmates around the world voice let your concerns be heard with our review system and shed light on the real issues family be a part of a network that wants to see you succeed whether it's job training or re-entry programs we're all in it together okay so hopefully there's some extra things there support we know that what you and your family is going through is overwhelming have peace of mind by reading reviews and connecting with top businesses that will assist you in the process okay so it's kind of got like a networking you know i don't know prison type uh connection there but you can scroll around you can click on different prisons and uh, read the reviews um and it gets just like why are you showing me this what do you know that i don't know i don't think i've broken any laws this is spooky well, either that or you have family that's in jail uh yeah and which, also not that i know of i should probably know. call my grandpa maybe he uh <laughs> <laughs> he went through with the plan has a uh, secret yeah i think the best part about this is the uh, in the word conspiracy like the logo mm -hmm. the co the o in the word conspiracy is there's jail bars and a couple hands holding the jail bars you know like yeah definitely a incarcerated it's, loved one it's like an yeah it's a really aggressive logo for how like friendly the website is yeah anyway it, great great job good job algos picking up on basil's greatest oh, no. fears like now i'm because he's like talking keeping, conspiracies to keep looking over my shoulder yeah well that's the other weird thing why is it called conspiracy <laughs> it's like 
Is it because I'm a conspiracy analyst that they're like, oh, you're definitely going to jail? <laughs> Just Which actually is not that strange because uh, we don't have the article about it this week, but maybe we'll do it next week about how just being a conspiracy theorist in Australia, you know, we've yeah. been tracking how Australia has this crazy Orwellian lockdown going on. Um, you know, the people getting arrested for posting on Facebook about not wearing masks and all this kind of stuff, apparently, and we need to verify this and find an article for you, but even if you are considered a conspiracy theorist, yeah. they have the the ability to uh, come into your house without a warrant, search your search your stuff without a search warrant, you know, even just being con labeled as a conspiracy theorist takes away all your rights over there. I actually did see that story and I, uh -huh. I, I watched a clip from, I think their, whatever their court thing is, their, their government meeting and they're all behind these glass walls and everything. Uh, but I, yeah, I didn't include it, but yeah, I did see the story. So maybe we will touch on it next week. Um, I th but I thought we did. I thought I mentioned it in the last episode. Maybe not. Anyway, are you ready to, to get into a couple more stories here? Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready to become cyber? Most modeling is kind of acting like a beast, but making it fashion. Beast. But then make it fashion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ZDNet.com. Your thoughts can be displayed on this cyborg garment. Whoa. Yeah. Instead of being able to wear your heart on your sleeve, you will soon be able to wear robotic clothes that show real-time visual visualizations of your thought waves. Whoa. Yeah. A new this project. I know. A new project that forms a data visualization of brain signals is clothing, uh, in clothing, has recently been showcased at the Virtual Ars Electronica Festival. The robot dress is cu coupled to 1,024 channels of a BCI, brain-computer interface, and has 64 outputs for light and movement. The pangolin scales dress components function like animatronic elements that move the light up based on the recording of the brain waves. The project originated at the Institute for Integrated Circuits at JKU, Johannes Kepler University, Linz, Austria, in collaboration with the Austrian neurotechnology company G.Tech. Uh, Christopher Guger uh, at the Neuroscience Neurotechnology Department at G.Tech explained how these BCI measure uh, brain act or BCIs, sorry, plural. Measure brain activity using sensors placed on the head, which controls devices in real time, depending on your thoughts. Quote, if someone imagines a hand movement, then that movement can be understood using sensors on the upper region of the brain. The technology then produces a control signal that allows you, for example, to control a prosthetic arm or to control any human-like avatar. Ooh. By using your thoughts, you can move the avatar forward, left, uh, right, forward, etc., or use your prosthetic arm after you made the mental decision that you wanted to pick up a cup of coffee. G.Tech's neurotechnology developers design the hardware components and assemble the electrodes directly onto the head. The shape and size of the components mean that 1,024 channels can be placed on the head to give far greater resolution than previous versions. Guger continues. In hospitals 
or research centers, people can wear 64 of these channels, so the distance between the sensors is pretty big. This allows us to figure out if the person is lifting their right or left arm, but that's it. With 1,024 channels, we can discriminate single fingers from each other, so the technology can recognize if the person moves their pinky finger or the index finger. This is something you cannot do with a standard EEG system, which in, is nowadays used in research and in hospitals. And uh, if, I'm, if I recall correctly, the 1,024 channels is the same number that the Neuralink that yep. Elon was uh, talking about. Mm-hmm. The dress was designed by Dutch designer innovator Anouk Hipprecht, uh, Hip, who works in the emerging field fashion tech. This combines fashion design with engineering, robotics, science, and interaction user experience design to make fashion an experience that transcends appearances. Mm-hmm. The dress that has 64 actuators, scales that move uh, and light up. Uh, the BCI output can modulate the movement of the rotation of the scales and how they light and interact. So whatever is calibrated into the brain-computer interface can be recognized afterwards. So, in understanding how the EEG of every single action works, the BCI can be calibrated to produce real-time activity of what the brain is doing and control the actions in the dress. There are 64 PCBs on the head, each with 16 sensors to reach 1,024 channels. These 64 outputs translate the receiving signals from the brain and visualize this data through light and movement, provided by 32 LEDs and 32 small servo motors, making 64 actuators within the dress. Wow. Uh, this a, lot of t- a lot of tech specs. A lot of there. tech specs. And kind of good. Should we finish it? It's not too much longer yeah, here. Might as well. This results in, in a dress with a mechanism that functions like an, an animatronic elements based on pangolin scales which move the light up based on the recordings of the brain waves thomas uh fast uh, of jku where the project originated said quote future applications of the project allow full wireless operation made possible by know-how of the institute for integrated circuits at jku lins googer added quote the brain decodes information in very specific places Faces, colors, shapes, and decoded in certain areas, and art is activating a lot of them. BCI technology allows us to explore unconsciousness things uh, of the brain in real time, and this leads, the, uh, leads to astonishing results. Fascinating about the brain is that so many regions are unexplored, and with newest high-resolution technology, we can find new interesting functions. This is only a prototype, of course, but this technology has many more functions as the relationship between the body and technology grows closer than ever. Designers, artists, scientists, and engineers started to combine their practices at the beginning of the century, and electronics are being tightly woven into the fabric of our physical world. Whoa, bro. As Whiprecht said, quote, Electronic systems can now be layered seamlessly onto a material or substrate such as plastic or polyester. Embedded processors and sensors for transmitting and receiving information create a vision of cultural transformation that is both exciting and disturbing. And very, so, uh, very Burning Man. Super Burning Man. This uh, picture of Yanni DeMello 
um, the African American woman here wearing the the light up. It looks like some sort of like armor, angelic armor almost. Uh, is it, <laughs> very reminiscent of um, biblically accurate angels. If you notice, it's got yeah the eyes. eyeballs all over it that light up. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Ezekiel. A theophany in the book yeah. of Ezekiel with the eyes all over the angel wings and, and the stuff wings like. that yeah have tons of eyeballs on them and stuff very interesting yeah and it's almost um yeah I'm wondering what the <laughs> what uh what's his name the cyborg that we talked about before the break if he's you know if he wants one of these Orin Orin yeah we we are Orin we we must we have are one of these highly fashionable <laughs> we must have one. <laughs> we are a hive mind with our clothing connected to our brain. Yeah. Sitting, sitting in our headquarters in our Earth Mother's house. All right, you're gonna get shut down again by the by the Orin. Orin doesn't Legion. like me making fun of him. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, cat's attacking. Okay. All right. Don't All right. move, everybody. The go. vision is based on movement. Um. Cool. All right. Well. Onward. Onward. Here we go. Uh, this is a another. Interesting story. Aliens. <laughs> That's it? The short version? Yeah, the short <laughs> version. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is from NME.com. Tom DeLong claims aliens may have been present at birth of Jesus. Quote, uh, was that a star or a craft? Oh, Tom DeLong, <laughs> you Gosh. and your, he's got a, they've got a picture of him here uh, playing guitar He's the uh, who? Who's Tom DeLong from? Blink one eighty two, bro. Come on, man. Guy. Sorry, sorry. Do, but uh, he's got the, his uh, yeah. Go ahead. His, his uh, square and compass. There you go. Uh, Freemason sticker there on his guitar. So yeah, you know where he's coming from. It gets Former even Blink. more. It gets even more blatant as we go through here. But uh, go ahead. Okay. Former Blink-182 guitarist Tom DeLonge has suggested that aliens may have been present at the birth of Jesus Christ. The musician has long had an interest in UFOs, co-founding the company To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, which works with U.S. government officials with a view to, quote, changing the world through science, aerospace, and entertainment. In a new interview with The Guardian, DeLonge claimed that there is evidence to support his belief that aliens have been around since the birth of civil civilization and suggested that the star of Bethlehem could have been an alien craft. What is this evidence? Let's hear it. <laughs> Quote, things were written in text thousands of years ago, like hearing voices in your head, a burning bush that was talking, DeLong explained. Oh. Quote, the ancient texts may have called it God, but I'm just saying it's not that simple. The star of Bethlehem, was that a star or a craft? Because a star is really big. Maybe it's a star craft. It wouldn't be hovering over a manger. Okay. Was in it hovering over a manger? Is it really what that was? Plus, a star uh, is really big. It's it could really be big. hovering over a manger. <laughs> the other part of it, I, it really kind of bothers me when it, when people mention the burning bush that was talking. Yeah. Go read Exodus three. It says an angel of the Lord spoke, yeah. and you know, and and yes, there was a burning bush, but the burning bush wasn't talking. <laughs> it was the angel of the Lord talking through the, the bush that was on flare, but it, it didn't consume him. Go watch it. Uh, go, go watch my thing from here. The watchman. I, I talk. Go about watch that. Prince of Egypt. <laughs> oh yeah. That too. 
<laughs> In the same interview, DeLong suggested that the U.S. government has previously considered sharing proof of alien life, but feared that people would not be able to, quote, digest it. I do know there have been moments when certain presidents have come close. The issue always becomes how are people going to digest this if we hit them over the head with a giant sledgehammer? Okay, that's scary <laughs> for people in the Pentagon when they're trying to keep civilization duct taped together, he explained. Earlier this year, three purported UFO videos, which were initially made public by DeLong's own research organization, gained extra credibility after they were released by the Pentagon. In 2017 and 2018, DeLong's To the Stars organization published three clips captured by Navy pilots, which seemingly showed strange objects appearing to accelerate rapidly in airspace. Wow, sorry. I just got a really high pitched noise in my Ooh. headphones. I'm getting uh -oh. some like yeah, some, some mind control signals or something. It slowed me down in my reading. Mind uh, control intensifies. Yeah. The footage was also reported by the New York Times, but the new release marked the first time that the Pentagon has recognized their existence. In a statement, Pentagon spokesperson Sue Go said the videos had been officially released to clear up any misconceptions about the public uh, by the public on whether or not the footage uh, that has been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the videos. In September 2019, the U.S. Navy officially stated that the videos show footage of a real unknown object violating american airspace so there you go guns tom if tom delong says it then it must be true he's not delong for this world i'll tell you that <laughs> uh that was really bad that's, that's a dad pun <laughs> so we we've been covering we've tracked some of the to the stars uh you know academy here and mm -hmm. the footage that was released i guess by the pentagon it wasn't even released by to the stars i thought it was interesting that they try to give delong and his people credit because i think it leaked well it was like a few years old i think different footage came out after the uh, fact but. maybe i but no so i believe it was to the stars that leaked the footage years ago and then the Pentagon is releasing it themselves as well. But it's weird that the Pentagon would release it like specifically to, to prove that it's real. You know, in the past, all this uh, Navy uh, originated UFO material, it'll get leaked by somebody in the Navy and it gets out there and then people start questioning if it's real or not. And the Pentagon just really stays silent because it's, it's helpful, you know, to right. them if there's ambiguity and people are fighting over it. But for them to release it specifically to prove to the world that it was real is a pretty crazy move. I mean, not crazy as in I disapprove of it. Crazy as in they've never done that before. Well, I remember when we were reporting on to the stars when they were, when they were coming together and everything. Yeah. Tom DeLong was talking about how they had worked, you know, they were working with government officials and they can't he can't say much but it's going to be crazy right. and all this kind of stuff yeah. so not a surprise but also if there's any question that he's part of the illuminati you know insider crew have you seen his new neck tattoo basil illuminated his new neck ta tattoo is a, a angel wing and it mm -hmm. has the word illuminated oh boy tattooed right on his neck wow i mean come on man Come on, the, man. The mark. Come on, <laughs> Come man. Come on, man. 
I mean, wow. I don't know what else, uh, what else do you really need to show to really, uh, suggest that maybe, maybe Tom DeLong, you're compromised, bro. <laughs> I, I listen maybe. to Blink. I listened to Blink with, growing up, you know, with the tattoo and the Freemason symbols and everything, you know, he's pretty blatant about the whole thing. Well, I, I like how he tried to be stealth about it too, because he has the angels and airwaves, uh, band that he came, mm-hmm. that he put together after Blink-182, and the logo right. is the square and compass. Yeah. And he's right. like, oh, I'm being super subtle and cool. It's like, <laughs> mm. Well, you know, it's all part of this, like, psyop that's been in recent years where, you know, making the Illuminati cool. You know, yeah. you got Jay-Z and the Illuminati symbol. You've got uh, all sorts of rappers. I think Takashi 6 9 came out and said, oh, I'm in the Illuminati now. They gave me $7 million. I'm, you know, here's my thing. <laughs> here's my um, tattoo of the Yeah, it's like a cool sign of pride to, to be, uh, you know, allegedly connected to the Illuminati now. Yeah. Anyway, and we used to, we, it's been a while since I've gotten a, we would like you to join the Illuminati email. Did you ever get those? No, but I remember, Oh yeah. I remember people sending links to the website Mm -hmm. that, uh, that had that. And, and, you know, we were trying to, I think at one point we were even trying to figure out if it was like a legit website, someone put together, if it was like a joke or or what it was. But anyway, there you go. Tom DeLong doing, doing the, the great work exposing the darkness illuminating or exposing the light. himself yeah he's, he's one of those guys it. that would get the microchip too in his brain i can picture oh, yeah. that no he's first in line for neuralink i guarantee it i want to be an alien bro <laughs> aliens ooh uh, maybe he needs to get in contact with orin ooh yeah they can share an acai bowl together <laughs> tom delong can eat the banana um, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the end of show. End we of can show. tell we yeah. are coming towards the end of the show. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to Canary Cry News Talk. Remember, we'll be back. We'll be back. We're not gone. We're not gone. Not forgotten. We'll be back on Monday, which is the twenty first. Monday Oof. the twenty first. Sometime between noon and three p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure to turn on notifications put it on your calendar and tune in on monday because we'll have just a whole nother chock full chock a block of show for you um but again i want to thank our producers we really could not do the show without the producers mr t claudia kelly arnold christine uh as well as uh the birthday boy b dubs happy birthday b dubs and thank you to our artists our artist producers mr Goo, Jay Vela, and Allie. You people, you people, we can't do the show without you. And again, thank you to that night wind for all your hard work. Uh, we appreciate all of our producers and all of our non-producing family. You guys are the best. If you want to become a producer, please consider doing that this weekend. Uh, September's been a pretty slow month for us and, you know, kids still got to eat. And so if you have been, uh, you know, if you feel the Lord 
tugging at your heartstrings. If you've uh, got a couple bucks, you're looking for a place to to give and uh, support uh, a ministry or just a show, however you want to think about it. Um, th- this weekend's a great time to do it. And you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash ccnt or canarycryradio.com slash support. Canary Cry Radio. Dot com slash support. That's right. Thank you very, very much. Again, uh, yeah, we 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 don't believe in selling your mind space. I mean, that's really what it is. You're, if we were doing ads, we, not you, we are selling your your mind space to big corporations, and that's just wrong. So, uh, you know, helping out our show and other shows like ours is a great rebellion. I mean, I really see it as mm-hmm. this like pretty incredible. Uh, you know, rebellion standing up against the system um, that exists right now that wants to treat you like a commodity. So please help us out in that in that uh, rebellion. The rebellion begins now. Um, and here's the thing, folks: there's all sorts of ways to help produce the show. It's not just financial. You can create art, create jingles, create songs. We're gonna have the Canary Cry mixtape at the end of the show here, and uh, you can become a producer by doing any one of those creative things and sending it to canarycryradio uh, at gmail.com you can also help support the show by sharing it share it on your social media your twitter your facebook or just send an episode to a friend you got friends you got family they're waking up that the world is not what it seems oh my gosh and you can help them in that journey you can help them by helping us send them an episode of the show uh i think we're a pretty non-threatening uh, way to introduce people to some uh, some of the the truth going on in the world. You know, it's kind of hard. There's a lot of you you wouldn't send a newbie like straight to Alex Jones or something. That's just gonna spook them. Um, but you know, if you got fun loving friends waking up who uh, like having a good time and listening to dino- really good dinosaur impressions, go ahead and send them an episode. And if you need any more instructions, here's what you do: you walk right up to them, you grab them by the cage, and then you. Shake it. The canary in the coal mine. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right. Just ask Noah, folks. All righty, folks. Thank you so much once again for tuning into this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in again. That's Monday, the 21st, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But until then, think outside the cage. was 
I wanna shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and